just want to welcome you this morning uh, to Oasis Community Church Online. Just so thankful for you being with us. Apologies, a little technical glitch there. Not sure what that was about, but we're sorted. Uh, Phil is the technological genius uh, who has uh, sorted it all out for us. So thank you for that, Phil. Uh, just really excited this morning. Ian is going to lead us into our uh, continued study into the book of Philippians. And Ben and Vicky are going to be leading us in worship. We're going to have a kids song. Uh, so I want to encourage you this morning. Um, this is a unique season, isn't it? And um, I was just reading Psalm 40 again this morning. There's certain passages of scripture that I keep going back into. And Psalm 40 is one of them. Read it a few weeks ago. And I was just struck by verse five that says this. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them. Yet they are more than can be told. I want to encourage you this morning that, uh, that we've got so much to be thankful for in the midst of, I know, restriction and all that. But there are opportunities in this season, uh, opportunities in how we worship. Now, it may not be gathered and corporate, but we can still worship. And I want to encourage you this morning. Some of you, uh, maybe your worship is just texting someone uh, something that God has done this week in your life and encouraging them with that. Maybe it's putting a prayer or a comment in the chat. Maybe there's a posture of worship for you this morning as we sing together. Uh, maybe it is singing, just lifting your voice and actually making a choice this morning to sing. I want to encourage you. Uh, I know I'm probably coming to you on a device that you consume usually. Uh, maybe you watch uh, TV programs and stuff on it, but we're not we're not consuming this morning. We're giving glory to God. This is our worship. So I want to encourage you this morning, church. Let's be a worshiping people. Let's put our posture towards God. Let's let's lean in towards God this morning and and, and glorify and worship Him. Uh, so if you're able to, maybe you want to get up, move around, kids. If you want to be in, uh, we're going to enjoy this kids song. Together. Together, and then Ben and Vicky will lead us in some more worship. Do you ever feel like Noah saying, Is this really God? When people all around you think that you seem really odd, lift your eyes to heaven and take one step at a time. Get these words inside your head and say them line by line I am safe within the ark I am safe within the ark I don't care if I see them laughing at me I'm exactly where I'm meant to be Let me down, came the rain, it came down, but my God. 
conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. Oh hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. Every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. that we are unaware of the greatness of who you are that we just cannot fathom holy holy one we come here this morning to worship you to bow at your feet to give you thanks and praise for everything that you've done It says in um, in Jonah 2, he's chucked into the belly of the whale and he, he thinks his time is up and, and that's all over. Um, but he says, but with a voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Lord, this morning with a voice of thanksgiving, we sacrifice to you what is owed to you, what you are entitled and worthy of your name. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Who can? Who can speak of wonders yet unseen? And who can reach the heart of understanding to play the notes of wisdom's melody? Who has weighed the dust of every mountain? And who has willed the mysteries of the deep and who has laid the earth on its foundations and who conducts the waves upon the sea I stand in awe of you I stand in awe glorious and true. I stand in awe. I stand in awe. 
crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. You are worthy of it all, Jesus. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to surrounded by chaos from you are all things to you are all things you deserve the glory whether it's in your heart as you're helping the kids this morning whether you're singing at the top of your lungs Jesus is worthy Jesus is worthy of our praise and right now we join with the whole of creation and the whole of heaven in our worship to him. Because you deserve the glory. One more time, church. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. from you are all things to you are all things you deserve the glory Father we declare that you are worthy to receive all glory, honour and praise You know, I was just singing and the words day and night, night and day just made me think of the fact that for so many years the church has said that our worship goes beyond a Sunday morning. And we've been put in a position now where our worship has to go beyond a Sunday morning because our preference and personal desire for being together is not what we're experiencing. I just wonder in this moment right now as an act of worship, whether there's something we need to do to, to glorify God, just as Ben and Vicky lead us through that, that song, just through that bridge again, you're worthy of it all. Just in this moment, let's, let's give something to God. Let's not just be consumers, but let's be participating in worship right now together. 
And that might mean that you need to put something on the chat that just declares God's goodness. And that's your act of worship. Might be you just need to write something down to remind yourself of God's goodness. Speak that thing out. You might just need to sing as Ben and Vicky are singing. You might need to get down on your knees and adopt a posture of worship. Raising hands. These are things we read in scripture as acts of worship. Raising holy hands, getting down and, and kneeling before God. Whatever it is that you need to do right now as an act of worship. Let's participate in this. Let's be, let's be posturing ourselves for worship right now. Whatever that is in this moment, God, we give ourselves to you. Corporately in this moment is this unique moment where we come together corporately and we're doing it together, knowing that in each household and each person's life, there's, there's something that people are doing right now that just gives glory to you. In the moment where we find things restricted, we say, thank you, God, for this opportunity to step into worship. And so we give our, our life as worship to you right now. Will you receive it as an offering? Because you alone are worthy to receive all glory, honour and praise. So we, we glorify your name because it's worthy. Thanks, Ben, Vicky. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all.
Jesus. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You, you deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. sense in this moment i hope i hope for you the presence of god is is with you just sense in this moment there's an invitation there's an invitation right now from god to us as a church to step out of place of intention and into the place of reality to step out of the place of saying God at some point I'll do this or I intend to do this I intend to live like this for you God to then step into the place where that is the reality of our walk to move beyond holy intentions let it be the reality of our substance of who we are I don't fully know what that looks like or what that means I'm not, I'm not sat here saying I've got it sorted and I know what I'm even talking about but I think there's an invitation from God that in this season that there's a, a pruning of preference there's been a cutting back of some of the branches and for some we focused on the pruning so much that we've forgotten the growth that will come and I sense God saying that he's been doing some work and don't despise that work but also don't see with the eyes that you've got see with the eyes of faith of what God is doing and will do and is preparing us for. I firmly believe that that which God has got for us doesn't even compare to that which where we've been. So what he's got to do in us to prepare us for that season has to be go, go beyond anything he's ever prepared us for in the past because it doesn't compare. No matter how long you've been a Christian, how glorious those days were of the past, God bless them, we love them, we, we remember them, we celebrate them, but they do not compare and they will not serve us for that which God has for us in the future. And so he's doing a work in and through us now to prepare us for a future that we've never experienced before. So I want to encourage you, church, in these moments, during this season, let's thank God for what he's doing in and through this season for us as a church. Let's not let the voice of the world and the sound of society be the dominant thing that we say. Let's be a people of praise. Let's be a people of thanksgiving because God is still with us. God is still in control. I was reminded of the words that he speaks to, to Joshua. In Joshua 1, he says, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? This is the guy who fought battles. He knows how to be strong and courageous. 
but he's saying in this moment something's happening don't be fearful don't be frightened and do not be dismayed the lord your god is with you wherever you go and i want to say that to you church that in this season when everything's looked so different god is with us and he's doing something and it may not make full sense but whoever has had God speak into their life and it make complete sense in that moment. So often it is in the future as we look back with hindsight, we see what God was doing. And we're in that together and God is with us. So I want to invite us, the church, just to be posturing ourselves in surrender to him and what he's doing during this season. God is good and his love endures. Father, we want to thank you Thank you for moments like this right now where we are able to worship together, where your spirit can move, where we have where we may have uh, put put restrictions on what we think you can do. Oh, Zoom, not another Zoom, but God, a Zoom and you get to move through it. Wow. What an opportunity. God, we thank you. Glorify you. You are worthy, worthy to receive all glory, honour and power. So will you receive it, God, from us as a church community? We give it to you right now. In Jesus' name, and wherever you are, everybody said, Amen. 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 I just encourage you, let's let's just keep pressing into God. I uh, just uh, amazed at what he's doing during this season where we can put restrictions on things. Nothing restricts God. Um, guys, let me just share some notices before Ian leads us uh, in, as we continue worship this morning. Worship doesn't stop right now. Uh, I want to encourage you use the chat. Just keep sharing. Just be, be encouraging of each other. Our worship looks different during this season. Uh, so let's not just consume. Let's let's give. Let's encourage each other during this season. But kids, uh, if you want to join on with Kids Church at any point this morning, uh, there's a link coming up in the chat and you can uh, enjoy that. Um, also, uh, if you feel you're able to just want to thank the church for the generosity of heart and hands during this season uh just amazed to see uh, the finances that are coming into our church so we're blessing as many people as we can and god's stirring some things uh, in our church so if you're able to give this morning then there's again there's a link in the chat and you can give directly into the life of the church for that uh, next week really excited we've got a, a mother's day service we're going to be celebrating the uh, the women in our church i know mother's day can be a struggle for some but we just want to honor uh, the women in our church and so we've got a, a great morning plan we've got some fun fun things happening as well that people in the church are preparing right now um and uh, so we're gonna have a fun morning next week and so uh, i just want to honor uh, you as as women in our church during this season uh, faithful uh, women in our church so we're going to celebrate that next week during the mother's day um but i, I just want to play a quick video right now many of you've been asking about phil and jess and how things are so uh, i just want to share this news with you for this video from them right now good morning everybody good morning um we wanted to introduce to you the freshest newest member of occ to you this morning um this is phoebe ada howe and she was born on the 2nd of march um and she's just wonderful and we can only thank god for such a a healthy and a happy baby um, yeah we also really want to thank you for your support and your prayers and the gifts and cards we've received um, but yeah we just really felt um, uplifted in prayer and that God was really with us during that the time we spent in hospital so thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support mm -hmm. uh, we'd also like to thank our um, connect group for absolutely sharing us with gifts 
um, made it made us feel really blessed and special and so thank you to them as well please do continue to keep us uh, in your prayers um, please pray for Jess's blood pressure which is still high um, so pr please pray that that lowers um, and also it's not a, a sign of anything more serious mm -hmm. and we um, we can't wait for you to meet her um, and um, yeah we're desperate to do that um, but we need to make sure that that's uh, loud and safe um, but for now um, we're just going to um, just give you some photos to um, to Uat um, as um, we've been doing so since she was born um, so thank you so much um, and um, yeah enjoy the photos even the darkest days So Father God, we just pray for Phil and Jess right now. Uh, why don't you, uh, if you're at home, if you're comfortable doing this, why don't you sort of raise your hands, let's lift them in our in our thoughts, in our prayers right now. Let's just pray for them. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you would just uh, pour your healing over Jess's body, um, uh, prolonged time in hospital, uh, and Lord, just the recovery from that surgery. God, will you just, um, just uh, bring healing into her body speedily and with her blood pressure. We just pray that would come back down to normal level uh, right now in Jesus' name. Will you just level that blood pressure? Uh, God, whatever's causing it, we pray it won't be anything more uh, than what it is. And it would just come down uh, now in Jesus name. And Lord, just pray over Phoebe and the whole family. Lord, will you just bless them? Just pour your prayer. Let this be a real precious time as you pour your spirit over them uh, as a family right now. We thank you for them. And Lord, for all of the other children in our church, this has been a challenging season. God, as they go back to school, phased returning into school uh, on uh, tomorrow uh, and over this week, God, we just pray your peace over each each one of them and the teachers uh, lord all those linked with education uh, and kids during this season what has been such a challenging time god we pray that you would just put your presence upon them and they would know that you are with them and you are for them uh, and lord as they go back into those situations and circumstances let your light shine let the peace of your presence shine into those classrooms, uh, through the teachers and the ch children, into those families as kids are homeschooled and all the different things that are happening during this season. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to hand over to Ian, who's just going to continue our study into the book of Philippians uh, for the next little while. So, uh, Ian, over to you. Uh, thanks for sharing with us. Thanks, John. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to be able to, to share from God's word this morning. I'm, I'm conscious of time, so I think we normally try and finish about um, half past 11 or so. So if you could give me to about half past 12, that'd be great. I'm only joking. Um, we'll try and, and get um, done by about half 11, uh, 25 to 12 uh, or so. Um, I, I, I thought when John was doing uh, just that transition from worship and uh, uh, this morning, I, I thought he was going to preach my sermon for me. So because um, I'm actually going to be talking about goals and, and looking at, at sort of the Apostle Paul's goals and how maybe we can think about our life and goals. Now, um, those of you who uh, maybe know me a little bit better uh, than others, you, you might know that I'm a I'm a, I'm a visionary, so I, I like to be able, I see things before uh, the, the reality. Now, when Rachel and I were looking 
to uh, to move over to Stratford. We we looked at some various houses, some with varying degrees of um, needing needing renovation, and others that didn't so much. Now, the visionary in me looks at a property and goes, "Oh, that could be amazing!" You know, we could knock that wall out. We could build something there. We could put a loft conversion in. Oh, the, uh, and so I let my my mind goes into overdrive, and then Rachel. Um, lovingly tempers me with a little bit of reality and says, Ian, yes, but you're rubbish at DIY. And so the, the, the vision and the reality is really, really important. Now, if you've got the vision and the money to be able to do a house renovation, I, I would do that, but we, we didn't. Um, so, um, but I think this, this idea of what's the vision and how you're going to get there is crucial. Because if we don't start out with a place of reality, we're always going to set off with some disappointment and um, false expectation. So we can have the vision. Vision's good. We love vision. We love that. I I love vision. I love thinking about what could be. Um, But we've also got to go with this reality. Now, um, at the beginning of the well, just in the transition period between Christmas and New Year, I had a bit of a wake up call. um, And so um, uh, normally, I think I've explained this before, I'd set my set some goals for the year as to what I want to do. Now, <clears throat> I had this dawning realisation that I was I was into my early 40s. Um, this year, I'd be turning 43. I was very unhealthy. Um, I was very unfit. Um, I, was, I was, you know, just a little bit overweight. Um, <clears throat> and, and so this sense of, uh, like, realisation, if I don't change something, this this is not going to go too well in the future. I'm not going to be able to sustain the pace of life that I live or what God has called me to do. So something changed in my mind. I don't know what it was, um, but something feels very different this time than maybe previous times of, of my attempt, my vain attempts to get fit and to, to lose weight. Um, <clears throat> so I found that actually setting some goals, not compared to anybody else, um, so if you look at my Strava, you'll see that uh, John is is just like he's Mr. Mr. Lightning when it comes to the 5K mark. Uh, now, when I set out, my 5K time was rubbish. Like, I think some of you could walk quicker than I was running it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I didn't let that dishearten me or, or stop me. I, you know, I, was all, I wasn't competing against anybody else because the reality was some of those guys on Strava who are running amazing times are built like runners, not prop forwards. And so I had to realize that I, I can't measure myself against somebody else. I've got to measure myself about the reality of where I'm at and what's my goal. So what's my end game? What's the thing that I think that God is asking of me? See, because if we compare ourselves to other people, we're, we're always going to end up disappointed. But if we evaluate our lives based upon what God has got hold of us for and set our goals accordingly, then we live the race that God has designed for us in the context of community with everybody else. Because we can go, I'm going to champion that person because that's what they're going for. That's how God's designed them. And, and so like with with John and his some of his his goals for running or whatever it might be, we I can go awesome john that's amazing great times and um, and not feel like oh man i'm rubbish because actually the reality is i only run because i i feel like i should i actually enjoy being out on my bike so there's a difference so i found something that i enjoy doing that is a benefit so um all of that to say 
what's Paul trying to say to us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 16? Because I think he says some things that are based on the goals that he'd set in the previous verses that were very simple, which it's simple but hard to execute. So Paul, Paul didn't say, my goal is to plant 6,000 churches by the time Jesus returns. Paul didn't say, my, my goal is to train 3,000 leaders by the time Jesus returns. Paul said in verse 10 to 11, my goal is to know him. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection. My goal is to know him, the power of his resurrection and fellowship in his sufferings. My goal is to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings and be conformed to his death. My goal is to know him and all the things that are associated with knowing Jesus. I think that was quite an incredible goal because Paul was an incredible leader. Oh, we read the New Testament. How many, how many people did Paul invest in in such a way that enabled them to be released into ministry? Oh, countless. That's why Paul probably could say, there's nowhere left for me to go. Not because he'd gone to every place, but because he'd equipped other people. Uh, how many churches were established because Paul was in so intentional in what he did? It, it is incredible, man. And yet he said that this, this thing, this one thing I'm going to give my attention to, to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings and to be conformed to his death At, and attain to res the resurrection. It's an interesting phrase, isn't it? So we're going to unpack some of that because not, not that those particular verses, because that's what John looked at last week, but we're going to go into verse 12 to, to 16 and see how Paul did this and so let's let me read it now not that i've already reached the goal or i'm already perfect but i make every effort to take hold of it because i have also been taken hold of by jesus christ or christ jesus brothers and sisters i do not consider myself to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead I pursue my, uh, as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who, who are mature think this way. And if any of you think differently about it, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. This is um, it's a fascinating passage of scripture. Um, uh, so there's three things that I want to just highlight this morning that I hopefully will help you and me to understand how we can go about setting some goals. The first thing that I want you to, to realize about this passage, if you've not already, is that all of the, the, these statements were, were, were active. Actually, Paul had to take some responsibility for implementing this stuff you see i think john in his in, earlier just said actually if we if we don't if we don't plan for some stuff if we don't realize our reality and make a, a next step not not like twenty thousand steps ahead just what's the next step then we're never going to get anywhere because one we've not realized the reality and we've not engaged our participation in it because god's not going to do the work in us that he expects us to do 
Now, I want you to hear me right. God is um, God is active all the time in us, but he wants our active participation. So we have to take some responsibility for that which he has taken hold of us for. Now, uh, this is a bit of a, a, ten, a tension moment of the now and the not yet. So Paul is really aware that Christ had taken hold of him. Paul realizes that actually the only reason he was in the position that he was in, the only reason that he knew Jesus was because Jesus had taken hold of him in the first instance. So he he was secure in who he was in Jesus. And yet we read this passage, you go, well, Paul, are you not satisfied in just being secure in Jesus? And Paul's like, yes, absolutely content in knowing that Christ has hold of me. But I get a sense that there was a discontent in Paul in the in the in in his uh, in where he was at in his spiritual growth. Now, Paul was a mature believer, and he's writing this to other believers, giving this impression that he's discontent with where he's at because actually he realizes there's some more in Jesus. I I find this really interesting because how many of us who've been walking for, with Jesus for a little while just kind of coast along and thinking we've we've got it we've got it nailed. Paul says this, the first thing is, take hold of it. I make every effort to take hold of it. So this morning, you and I, I think we have a responsibility to take hold of that thing which Christ has got a hold of us for. For Paul, it wasn't about planting churches. It wasn't about filling buildings. It wasn't about raising leaders. It wasn't about being the best kind of person you could possibly. It was about knowing him. And the depth of relationship that's available in knowing Christ, the power of his resurrection. So Paul's not writing about perfectionism, by the way. Paul's not saying that he, the, the goal, this side of eternity, is that we'd be sinless. You know, he, he's saying that actually there's more that we can experience as the power of the resurrection works its way out in us. Do you know, in my time as a, as a pastor, I've, I've had to do some pastoral counseling about certain issues in people's lives. And, um, and it, it got to a point where it, it, they kept coming back with the same issue. Time and time again, the same issue. Now, I realize that some of you listening to this this morning, might, that might be true of you. You might be grappling with some stuff that is, it seemingly has a hold of you. I, I realize that. And I've not been immune to that. And John's not been immune to that. Nobody's immune from that. And I want you to hear this with the, the, the tone that it's intended. But I, what I think Paul is trying to communicate is that Christ got a hold of us so that we could know him, know him in the depth of our being and the reality of the power of the resurrection at work in us. I, I think sometime we, sometimes we have played the victim and we've just said this is how it's always going to be. And we've not fully appreciated or appropriated the power of the resurrection of Christ Jesus which breaks sin and the stronghold of sin in our lives so that we may progress. Not progress in a hierarchical way, but progress in a maturity way. This is what Paul is actually aiming at here. He's saying that, that he's, he's mat- he wants to keep maturing in Christ-likeness. 
keep growing in him. And the things that had a hold of him, he's going to lay down because Christ has got hold of him. So all the stuff, he says, that we used to be of, of, of benefit to him, all the things he used to hold on to before he met Jesus and after Jesus saying, count it all as loss, all of it for the sake of knowing Christ. So the question is this morning, what has a hold of you that you need to take a hold of? What is it that you've let control or or have a grip on you that you need to let go of in order to grab a hold 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 of him? You see, I believe, truly I believe, that the power of Jesus conquers everything. The resurrection of Jesus changes everything. And so I think he enables us to live a life that is, is victorious in increasing measure. Doesn't mean to say that everything is always easy. Doesn't mean to say that we'll never have a struggle. Doesn't mean to say that we'll never encounter things that we need to repent of and do. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm saying that what Christ accomplished on the cross enables us to have a different mindset about the way that we live life, not as a victim, but as somebody who can know the victory that Christ won and got a hold of you for. Paul's referencing back to the Damascus Road. We don't have time this morning to go into some of that, but I I want you to understand that from from that moment, Paul understood that Christ had a hold of him to know him. The second thing is is to reach forward. Um, And so there's this, like, what's the goal? What are we going for in Christ-likeness? What's the aim? Now, I mentioned earlier about some of the goals that I have. Now, I, my, my goal this year, and I'm going to say it publicly so I can, you know, there's, there's no going back from it, is that I, by the end of this year, I, I want to have done a 100-mile ride in, in one go. That's the 100-mile. I want to do 100K and a 100-mile bike ride. That's the achievement. Now, my running goal, if I can get there, would be to get under 30K for uh, under 30 minutes for a 5K. That would be my running goal, Okay. Now I've set some goals physically that I'm I'm working to for this year. And, and I'm gonna have to do something about it. I'm gonna have to reach forward. I'm gonna have to try hard. I'm gonna have to put some effort in. It means I'm gonna have to go through some pain in order to reach those goals. Are they gonna be worth it? Well, I'll tell you once I've achieved it. But I think they will because of that is the health benefit of all of those. But what about our spiritual well-being? Do you attack the same, um, this, give the same sense of reach and focus on your spiritual well-being as you do your physical well-being or your family's welfare or your work? All of those things, by the way, are entwined. They're not separated compartments. They all entwine. And actually, I think it's really important we have a healthy balance of all those things. But what are you reaching forward for? Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's call, uh, God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what is behind. Now, I I could live in the wallow or you could live in the the wallow of the past and the, the, the or the successes of the past. But didn't it seems to me that Paul didn't count the successes of the past or the failures of the past anything. Uh, of anything of importance other than the present reality like what is happening now i think this it pulls indicating something about a mindset shift i've i've mentioned that already but this 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 
this is possible for us. Do you do you believe this morning that spiritual growth, growth in maturity is is available and possible to you? Do you believe that God actually wants to see some of the things in your life that you know have been holding on to you broken? Maybe maybe this morning you need to set some goals around those things, not just and don't just do it on your own either, actually. Because I think if I hadn't joined Strava or I hadn't had conversations with John and, and hadn't had conversations with Rachel about life and some of the choices that I needed to make and and, her, and Rachel being available to make it happen. So she's, you know, interestingly, really happy when I'm out of the house for a couple of hours on my bike. Um, not because I think she just gets some peace and quiet with the kids, but, um, but because... Um, but because actually of the benefits that she sees that it has. But also for Rachel, I, I won't share Rachel's goals because that's for Rachel to share, but together we're, we're in this together. And so actually when you think about your spiritual goals, don't just make it between you and God. Because if it's just between you and God, I mean, God can do whatever, he can, can do the impossible. But actually, I think it's much better when we bring other people into the journey to help us achieve those goals, not because we want to compare our lives to one another, but because actually we need one another to help us run the race. This is a, this is about us working together in order that we might come to, through to a place of maturity. So whatever success or failure you've had in the past, maybe today's a new day, maybe it's an opportunity for you to write some goals. I think this is Paul speaking and saying, take, take the bull by the horns. Don't play the victim. Write, write some goals down. And so today I'm going to just encourage you to think about what are your goals? What are your goals? Write them down. Don't just leave them in your, in your brain. Don't just theorize them. Write your, what are the goals and what's the next step? What's the next achievable step? So when I started doing the when I started running again and doing the 5k, I was doing 5k in about 38 minutes. I was walking probably more than I was running. But this morning, I I got my best, my PB, my PR. So I, I did it in just over 32 minutes. And I'm really happy about that, you know, because it's so it shows progress. Now the same, the same is true. If I'd have gone from that moment of 38 minutes for a for a 5k to then trying to just get to the 32 i'd have died incremental steps are really important and they create an ability for us to celebrate the wins so think about your next step be realistic and help other people uh, allow other people to help you be realistic in your goals and um, then finally i, I want to we'll come, come on to that in a, a bit more of that in a minute but this live Live up to it. Live up to what you've attained already. Paul says this. He says, therefore, if any of us who are mature think this way, um, uh, let, let, oh, sorry, let all of us who are mature think this way. So he's saying that there's, there's actually some disagreement here in the church. They, some people think that they've made it, that they've, they've matured, and there's not, really there's nothing else to, to, to learn. Paul's like, you're, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're wrong the rest of us who are mature realize actually there's still so much that we need to learn I think that's why one of the measures of maturity actually when we grow in a 
in a greater level of self-awareness. We, we recognize our need for growth and development, and we realize that there's so much more that God needs to do. It seems there were people who thought they were mature but weren't really mature because they felt that they made it. Paul then, and I'm trying to work out whether this is seemingly passive aggressive or not, but he says, and if, if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. I love that. I, I just think, oh, yeah, whatever you, you, you think, whatever you think, but you, you're wrong. And um, my prayer is that God will reveal it to you because actually you're not your own and the Holy Spirit dwells in you. So he's more than able to reveal what's necessary to ha- and needed to happen in you. So I think Paul is, is absolutely gripped by the sovereignty of God and his ability to bring about his purposes. But he recognizes our need to participate with God in his work. And so he leaves those who disagree to God. He's not going to try and convince them, but Paul is going to live a life that lives as an example to others. And we'll pick up on that in verses 17 and the remaining verses. Uh, Paul is setting about living his life as this example. So maturity, for those of you this morning who are mature, um, please don't settle. Because he says in this, in any case, you should live up to whatever truth you have attained. So um, I've referenced a few times my my running. Um, I, I've now got to a level where I'm, I'm running about 32 two minutes for a 5K. Um, I need to I need to stay there. I can't go back to what used to be of, of 38 minutes for a 5K or or, 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 you know, this is the competitive side of me or riding less than 16, km, 16 miles an hour on my bike over a two hour ride. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of my I need to I need to progress. That's that's the, the, the benchmark. But when we talk, talk about our spiritual well-being, what's the where where are you at this moment in time? And then what's the next step? So we think about it practically my next step will be to try you know, on my bike is to try and average 17 miles an hour over a two, a two hour ride or so that's the next step spiritually what's the next step what's the next goal is is there some is there some anger issues in your life that you you feel like the lord is revealing to you and is is beginning to prompt on you now you might have come to a really a point of growth in patience and kindness and love and mercy but there might be some stuff that god wants to work in you well what's the next step what's the next next move of of god in order to see you become a little bit more like jesus in that area so don't regress don't go back to the things that used to be it's almost think about it like climbing Everest you see when you I've never climbed Everest I've watched some documentaries about it and it looks fascinating and I champion those who do I don't think I will ever do it but there are various stages as you climb a mountain where you need to acclimatize you need to you need to get your oxygen levels right in order to progress and keep going you get to get to a base camp and then you move move on as you progress up the mountain I'd like to think maybe that this is the kind of image that Paul had in mind. Is that you've got to a certain place on your journey of faith. Don't go back down the mountain. Don't go back down to a lower 
hear me right, a lower level than you've, where you're out of maturity. Live there and keep moving on in maturity. But as you do, don't look down upon others who are in a different place because they're, they're on their journey. They're, they're maybe at a different stage of the faith, and that's okay. You who are further on, inspire others to move on and progress in maturity. Don't look down on them and damage what God might be doing, but help them to grow. And so into, in this together, we walk, work together, walk together, learn together, love together, knowing that other people will be at different stages of the faith. And that's okay. But let us, for those of you who are mature, let us be an example to those who are just starting out on the journey, helping them to set some realistic goals for growth and maturity. Please. Let's not expect those who are just starting out on faith to act like somebody who's been following Jesus for years, who knows the Bible, who knows a life of prayer, who knows the work of the spirit and the sanctification that comes along with walking with him. Don't let don't have the same expectations on people who are just starting out. Help them to move from stage to stage so that they may become more like Jesus as you bear witness to Christ. I think that's what Paul is saying. I think Paul's saying, take some active steps in order to be the person that God has designed you to be, to know him, to know his power, to know the fellowship of his sufferings and to be conformed in his death and, and attain the resurrection. It's not that we earn it. It's not that we earn it. It's secure. The tension, I began with the tension of the now and the not yet. We're held in in Jesus's hands. We're held by his grace and one day we will receive it. In between times, you and I have got a lot to grow. Thanks for listening. Ian, thank you so much. Uh, so much good stuff in there. Ben and Vicky is going to lead us in a song in a few minutes, just as we, uh, just, just for three, four more minutes. Uh, let's just allow God just to move. Let's just allow just a moment of ministry. Uh, just while Ian was speaking, um, I just felt God was saying that, that he wants to release a resurrection day for some of you, that some of those things which have been keeping you dead, uh, he wants to break that uh, to give you new life. Uh, and that some of those things that you have enticed you for years, that just I'm just praying now that there's just chains that are going to break, that God will do what only God can do. Uh, that as you uh, as you seek him right now uh, and you know right now inside of you those things uh, those habits those thought patterns those words those actions whatever it is uh, that, that have a grip of you that, that cause you to uh, to to be uh, experiencing a death uh, God is just going to break them uh, and there's going to be a resurrection and a new life and so God we just pray right now you just break those chains that are holding people uh, th those sin patterns those thought patterns just will you break them now in Jesus name just pray freedom. Just believe right now that just chains are getting broken over people's lives. God, will you make a way? Will you work a miracle? Well, that stuff that has, has seemed like such an appeal for so many years, will it, it will it feel like excuse my excuse my I just got this there's a scripture that talks about like a dog returning to its vomit. And I just pray that it would be like vomit, that it has the appeal of vomit, that it would just it would just be like, uh, no, I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, I can't. That's just no. And there's, there's like a looking away. 
Just sense that as just a looking away. And, and will those chains break right now in Jesus' name? So I think as Ian was as sharing, he was really clear in what Paul is saying there, that it's as a striving, I reach towards the goal, I strive towards the goal. God, will you right now, by the power of your spirit, give us the strength uh, to strive towards that which you're calling us to be? That some of your promises, God, are there and are free to claim, but some of them we need to work towards. And we journey towards claiming that promise and it's one faithful step. Then there's a knock and we have to get back up again. As I'm speaking, there's some that you, you're knocked down. You need to get back up again and you need to get back onto that reaching, straining towards, seeking that goal. For some, the, the thing that's knocked you down is your very self. You, you, you set a standard so far beyond that you can never attain it. Because this is grace, stand up. As Ian encouraged, just one step, one step. So much of what Ian was sharing is prophetic into so many people's lives this morning. Since God's saying that. So I just, just as uh, I'm sure you've written your own notes and God's been speaking while Ian's shared, you don't need another message from me. What Ian has shared has just been brilliant. So as Ben and Vicky uh, lead us in this final song, I'm just going to ask Holy Spirit, will you just come right now and, and speak into our lives? That which you're stirring us to move away from and that which you're calling us to move towards. We invite your Holy Spirit right now as we just allow uh, our song of worship to focus us on you. Will you speak by your spirit into our life for your glory? Amen. Take my love, my Lord, I pour. 
Thank you, God. Just see in the chat, some of you just praying. God, will you just break those chains? God, will you move and help us to pursue you? Help us to be a people whose life is dedicated to you. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart. It is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. Lord, we pray that over our church this week that that won't just be our holy intention, it'll be the reality of our walk. And I just want to encourage you, Ian said that we do this in community. So I want you to take time in your connect groups this week as we've been on this journey of discipleship. Maybe you need to, in that group, just share, maybe in that safe space, share some of those chains and just be praying for each other. Take opportunity this week. Maybe other people you know, your friends, uh, I don't know who's connecting online, people that are part of our church, people that aren't. Uh, why don't you encourage you today? Why don't you just uh, contact a, a friend that can be praying with you and journeying with you uh, and, and, and encouraging you and spurring you on as we seek to live a life that uh, is, is, is consecrated to God? So uh, I'm praying for each of you as a church. Um, let's let's be spurring one another on this week as we seek to live our life out for his glory. And don't forget, next week uh, is Mother's Day. Uh, so we're just going to be honouring uh, women in our church uh, and all that you are and all that you do. Uh, so we're going to celebrate that next week uh, and have some fun together. But otherwise, have a blessed week and we'll see you soon. God bless. <laughs>